Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, Brad. Well, since you shut me down last week about Jollywood Nights, let's get in. Didn't even didn't even let you get a, a teaser in or anything. <laughs> So we're finally getting Christmas at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Well, wait, wait, wait. We're getting Christmas again. Well, a real Hollywood Studios has. I I don't know if you remember this thing called the Osborne Family Lights. Was kind of a pretty big Christmas deal, bud. It was, but it was not. I guess I'm thinking like a park wide holiday party, the way the in the vein of uh, you know the. Very merry, very merry Christmas party. Yeah, that that's that's totally fair. No shade, no lemonade on Osborne Lights. I literally went to Walt Disney World just to see them, and you were there. So I do, right. I do love the Osborne Lights, but it wasn't a park wide thing the way that this this is going to be. And it's and it's a new thing, in in replacement of no thing, yeah. right? Because I I feel like the last big christmas thing would have been jingle bell jingle bam yeah but even then that was just a show you know that's that's what i'm saying is they really haven't had that many holiday you know things at uh at hollywood studios so this is awesome and it's exactly. a great name jollywood nights is an excellent name great name and great branding yeah bravo to the so marketing the, department on that one right they've got the the what promo art that they have put out is all very i don't know art deco yeah would it's that, very 1930s art deco hollywood you know very cool so what do we get jeremy we get jingle bell jingle bam yeah included um we get uh, probably the biggest thing we're going to get is kermit the frog and miss piggy uh hosting a live special like a holiday special and i like we've been talking about for a long time give me more muppet content give me the muppets in the park give me muppets 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 so this this is quite cool and i cannot wait to see what it actually is so that is that is definitely cool i also like having jazz at the hollywood brown derby yep and then the thing that I think is probably your big thing, Jeremy, other than Kermit, like Kermit and Miss Piggy might be the big draw for this. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, like in general. My favorite thing about Jollywood is Nights, the DJ spinning a mix of holiday tunes. Mm, you know how much I love a generic dance party type spot. No, uh, there is a soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel. I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it because anything that makes the Hollywood Tower Hotel more like a hotel and less of a, you know, of a quote attraction, I'm into because that is, I, I think pound for pound, the best theming in Hollywood Studios for sure, possibly in all of Walt Disney World, and I am obsessed with the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So I would love the opportunity to go to like a 1920s, 1930s, like glitzy, uh, 
Hollywood or not Hollywood, but a, a like soiree, you know, a party. So now it does say the courtyard, not the hotel proper, right. which is a bit of a bummer, but also understandable. I also think it's interesting that well, they, they can't have it at the Tip Top Club, right? I mean, they could or if they could wanted they? to. Come on, Disney. So that event and the jazz at the Brown Derby are both listed as limited capacity. So I'll be interested to find out exactly what that looks like. Well, so the courtyard is, I assume, going to be where you exit the ride. So when you exit the gift shop and there's that Joffrey's coffee stand, I assume that's where it's going to be because there's not really another place for it. They're just going to have you do it in the line, man. <laughs> Come on, there's there's so much Everyone space. gently sway as you wait in line. So if that's limited... If that's limited capacity, they're going to be running the ride during this. How do they run the ride? See, there's. Well, I have questions. That's man. true. I have questions. But where else but could they have it? What, what is the courtyard? That's no. That's got to be. That's got to be where it is. Is somewhere like right over there? I don't know. They probably will like rope off a section for their soiree, or they'll rope off a section for people to walk out. So you can see it, like but not but not participate. Exactly. Because that's a, because as we all know, the best events are the ones that other people want to be at, but they can't yeah. while you're there. Yeah, get that jealousy going. Then right? maybe the next night they'll buy a ticket. And then they'll come and do the, the limited capacity <laughs> thing. So, I mean, ultimately this is a very merry Christmas party, though it does not include food and drinks. It includes food and drinks for purchase, yeah, right. They'll have special food and special drinks for purchase. But I think, yeah, so not our Very Merry Christmas has hot cocoa and cookies, I want to say. And maybe something. I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've done eggnog. It's the only time I've ever had eggnog. And and did you like the eggnog that you had? Nope. Okay. Now go make real eggnog. <laughs> okay. I know that you regularly you regularly pay attention to things Alton Brown says. He has great eggnog recipes. Make your the the difference between this is a tangent, I don't care. The difference between store-bought eggnog and making your own eggnog is staggering. Yeah, we just had the Pinocchio Village House plastic cup full of eggnog. So. No. Uh-uh. Dude, no. <laughs> Get make make some real eggnog. Try it at least once. And then don't don't think about how many calories you're putting into your body if you make real eggnog. Yeah, high calories. <laughs> huh? it, it's uh yeah. Yeah. You remember that what was it the was it bulletproof coffee where you put like the stick of butter in your coffee mm-hmm. or, or whatever it was? Yeah. That stuff might seem like some health food compared to eggnog. So I know there's egg in it, but what's the nog? So it's it's like egg and cream essentially. Oh geez. Okay. And and liquor. <laughs> And sugar, lots of sugar. Oh, yeah. How how, how could you go wrong? Right. I don't know. It mostly but anyway, tasted that's, like shoe. <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. But I don't know. What's interesting to me is while you know, very merry Christmas party was a fun thing to go and experience. Yeah. I wasn't that intrigued before I went, and now I can say I've been there, and I don't really see. I don't really have a need to go back. 
even even with kids, like I don't really have a need to go back. Now, maybe when my kids are older, I will feel differently. But currently, not really a reason to it, it just it, it never really pulled at me. This one between the the Hollywood Tower limited capacity event. Yeah. The jazz, the the having power line max there, which I know power line max is out here and there, so it doesn't have to be. And then the 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 holiday special or whatever, like all of that stuff sounds really fun to me. Also, I think they're really trying to push the whole dapper aspect of yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. And if there's a time to dress dapper, this would be a good time to do it because, you know, depending on when you buy your tickets, you might actually buy it where it's reasonable weather. Dude, I when I was there, they did dapper days and it was sweltering. And I saw people, I saw dudes like... Wearing the, three-piece suits. Yeah, yeah. That Like getting to wear a sundress is great. And honestly, if I was doing dapper days, I think I would have gone for the sundress. Because, you would have. Yeah. The 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 full suit and everything did not look like I would be feeling very dapper more than about thirty minutes. But I would this pay time, a non-zero amount of money to see you in a sundress. I mean, depends on how big the non-zero is. <laughs> you know, don't don't think I'm going to turn down a paycheck. But either way, I I don't know this this one sounds really intriguing. To it me. certainly so, sounds more like it could be different every time. Between you know if. If the, the soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel is not just a dance party, you know, the way that Disney does other dance parties, and if the jazz at the Brown Derby is actually a, you know, 20s, 30s jazz club type setting, and the Muppet Show, if that is truly, you know, I don't, not unscripted, but loosely scripted, it, this event seems a lot more uh what uh improv-y you know maybe different things could happen different nights uh than very merry which is very much just hey come into the magic kingdom late get uh cookies and hot cocoa and coffee and eggnog and all that stuff but it's not really you know you're not gonna see different things happen there's not there's not a live show like this so i think it's intriguing for that reason for sure um it is priced very much like very merry though i mean 100 and what 160 to 180 dollars per person That's and again no woof. hot cocoa no subpar eggnog and no cookies so <laughs> that that part is a little interesting to me like i feel that they should be putting that stuff in there if it's if it's there for very merry but i guess we'll see it'll probably sell out and they'll probably realize that they I, gosh this is a this is negative me but i'm gonna throw it out there anyway this is how they'll decide they don't need to include that stuff at very merry either <laughs> they can have all that yeah. stuff before purchase at, at very merry as well i don't i don't just know be an extra would, 10 bucks do you want the cookies right? and cookies and cocoa do you want the cookie wristband? package do you want hey wait 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 do you want very merry or do you want very merry plus? Yeah. Very, because very merry. Plus, yes. Very, very merry, merry. So one thing that I do wish that they would have though, and it's not on this list. They had a, a show at Hollywood studios during the holidays 
back during the Osborne Lights. It was called the Comedy Warehouse Holiday Special. And I have desperately wanted them to bring that show back. So it's it's basically it was a holiday themed improv show is all that it was. Did it feature the citizens of Hollywood? Not as the citizens of Hollywood. I mean, I don't know who the improv actors were, but I'm just saying Disney has access to, as we know, still still employing, uh, you know, some some improv actors. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I just I don't know. It was a you know, it's like a family friendly improv show and. At least the two or three times that I went, the improv actors were all really good. And oh my gosh, I'm I'm just thinking now that now that I I have said citizens of Hollywood, one of the ways that they could make oh my gosh, if they did that, Jeremy, one of the ways they could make Jollywood a very dynamic party is what if the citizens of Hollywood are just sitting there watching the jazz at the Brown Derby, you know, with you and dancing with you at the Hollywood Tower Hotel and like let the citizens of Hollywood be a part of it, but not not in like a this is a show way, you know, or I would love if they did that. But if they were just kind of there, like there were times where the citizens of Hollywood were just sitting on the little swing or on the bench um, at the at the where the queue goes into the hotel for Tower of Terror, and they were just sitting there, and they weren't doing anything. They weren't making jokes. They were just sitting there, being you know, people in Hollywood. So yeah, dude, include them, and let them literally be citizens of Hollywood. Oh please do this. Oh man, do this Disney. I want you to do this so badly because I want to hear about Jeremy's last minute holiday trip to Dude. Walt Disney World. I I, I would. I, I know you would. I know you would. If if the first day that this comes out, we start getting the reports back and there's anything about Betty Shambles <laughs> showing up, I know the next thing I'll get is a text message from you. Hey, man, just booked. Yep. Headed there this weekend. Already yep. got the, you know, bought tickets, scalped them. They were $1,000 each, but totally worth, <laughs> worth it. it. I got to show her my shirt, man. Got to do what I got to do. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I am looking forward to to Jollywood Nights, and so, I hope it is every bit as good as we think it's going to be. So what keeps them now that they have you know brought a holiday party to another park, an extra ticketed holiday party? What stops them from doing this at Epcot? Is because I can see it at Magic Kingdom. And at, at Hollywood Studios. Like, it makes sense to me. If I think about this at Epcot, it feels weird. Something feels wrong. I don't know if it's that Epcot's too big or if the World Showcase just makes it weird. But what stops them from, you know, doing this at Epcot or having a... Ho- like, a holiday thing in Animal Kingdom feels less strange. Um, I think it would it would be, like... 90% of that park would be fine. And then Pandora's over here, like not celebrating the holidays, but uh, you know, I guess they could make something they're in, cele- in fiction. They're celebrating life day. Yeah. As the Wookiees have taught them. But Epcot feels different. And I, and I'm trying to sit here and think about why. Because it's, it's too big. I think is, yeah. is really the biggest thing because it's so big that it's hard. It's hard to fathom them doing the entire park but if you 
lock it down to just future world. I guess food and wine and uh, uh, the other, you know, the other something and something uh, party things are all in the world showcase. And so, yeah, you right. have to you have to lock it down to just future world. Yeah, and if you lock it down to just future world, then you lose Remy's and you lose Frozen Ever After. Mm, yeah. So that's gonna and, and also future world just it feels a little a little weird for that. But after they get done with all the the work they're doing, yeah, maybe. I mean, it it may feel different. So I don't know. I think we should. I think we'll have to wait and see. I also think how popular this one is will decide who else gets a hot, you know, or if anybody else gets a holiday show, but yeah, I definitely feel like Hollywood studios is the next place to get one. And I kind of wonder, so Hollywood studios is now getting its own separately ticketed Christmas time show or event, right? What if Hollywood Studios becomes the place to get a separately ticketed Halloween event that leans more into the scary? Mm, spooky wood nights. Right? I mean, because you have the you have the not so scary at Magic Kingdom, Disney might want some of that scare money. Yeah. And it would I mean, if you're if you're thinking, you know, like I don't know if they would do haunted houses the way that Universal does, but they could certainly do more in a spooky way, you know, like Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna go hard into horror per se, but, but you, just a more we're willing to be sp- scary. Yeah. Yeah, you could have scare actors, you know, walking around and and encourage people to I guess you can't really encourage people to dress up. But yeah, I can see Hollywood Studios being... Being the citizens of Bullywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, aside from the weirdness of Disney doing that, like just that it feels weird for Disney to say, yeah, we're going to scare you and make something that isn't necessarily, you know, all of the family friendly. Because that would... I, I feel like that would be them saying, don't bring your kids to this. And that might put people off but setting that aside setting my i guess that the weirdness i feel about that i think hollywood studios is the right place for that because it is there's nothing in hollywood studios that screams this is a family friendly place it is because it's a disney park but i mean tower of terror is scary rock and roller coaster is a roller coaster you know i guess toy toy story land is, Dude, I so want to see Toy Story Land with a Halloween overlay. Yeah, I mean, what was the uh, the Toy Story of Terror? They could uh-huh. do that. Yeah, they've already they've already got source material to work. Put from. that weird iguana everywhere. Do the they could do in the speakers? You could have the like rustling and stuff. That would be oh, I, that would yeah, be kind of cool, right? Have the, especially have especially kids like looking the for the iguana to uh, Toy Story Mania. Uh huh. That super long queue. Yeah. Put some spooky music. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think think something could come together. I think it 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 definitely fits the bill. But like in Animal Kingdom, uh, what do you do for Batu? How do you scare people in Batu? You know, I don't know. That's why it's Disney's problem and not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the that's the Pandora of Hollywood Studios. Is this totally out of out of real outside of real life? area well so i think 
maybe we'll have a better answer from that for that question once Jollywood Nights happens. Because yeah, that's the question true. will also be how are they going to handle Christmas stuff over there? I bet the answer is they don't. Right? <laughs> they say, "Hey, this is still Star Wars. You still care about it. You'll still you'll still come to it." I bet the transition from Toy Story Land, which is Christmassy into Batu will be exactly the same as it was last year. You know, whatever they did last year in Batu for the holidays, they'll do it again this year. They're, I don't believe Batu gets jolly wooded, but I might be wrong. Gets jolly wooded. That's that's great. So anyway, if this if this sounds interesting to you, uh, tickets will be available starting July sixth, unless you're staying at a yeah. Disney Resort hotel. In which case, June 29th, early, uh, what, early access yeah. pass, I guess, or it was, something. It was so funny, because the first time I read this uh, article, I only read guests of, guests of Walt Disney World, Swan and Dolphin, and Shades of Green can buy tickets starting June 29th. Everyone else can buy them July 6th. And I was like, really? Just Swan and Dolphin and Shades of Green? That's Man, it's weird. About time that It's about time <laughs> Disney gave a little something to... All the not quite Disney Resort yeah. Hotel, Disney Resort Hotels. The good, good neighbor people. But yeah, and right. it, it does say select Walt Disney World Resort Hotels plus Swan and Dolphin and Shades of Green. But yeah, I thought it was originally just the Swan and Dolphin and Shades of Green. And I was quite confused about what kind of deal Hilton or whoever owns those two, you know, uh, hotels, what kind of deal they'd come to. We'll never tell. <laughs> so... The, the other big news that happened this week, um, or I guess the big news that happened this week, is Genie Plus is going per park. Unbelievably. I, I know we've talked about this in the past. Where, but is, where, is my, where is my music? I know we've talked about it in the past, but I was still shocked that they actually did it this soon. I just want to know where my music is. My, my I told you so music. I don't know what that sounds like. I'll put it in. Just tell me what, what gloaty music you want, and I'll put I it just, in. I just, I need it, because I totally called this. I have been calling this for so long, and finally it came to pass. Though, so, I will, here's what I will say. Not exactly in the way I expected it to come to pass, and in a way that I feel like Disney was brilliant okay. in how they did it. Go ahead. Because not only did they announce that they're going to start doing per park Genie Plus, but then Disney went ahead and said, here is example prices for June 27th, which, by the way, is the is the date this will be starting or tomorrow as of the day right. that this episode releases. So very likely you'll you'll already know more than we do about the pricing. But this was the the example pricing that Disney gave, which was multiple parks, $27. Okay, so if you want, if you're going to park cop, you better go ahead and buy the multiple parks Genie Plus. It's going to cost you $27. I'm intrigued, you just, that, I'm intrigued why you think this is good. Go on. If you just want to do Magic Kingdom, $27. Yeah. The same price as the multiple parks. Uh-huh. But then if you want to do Hollywood Studios, it's 24 Epcot, 18 Animal Kingdom, 16 so the brilliant thing they have done here is said, we're not actually charging any more to do multiple parks. We're just giving you a discount if you're going to one uh, of the, these other parks. Okay. So then you go, well, gosh, I'm saving money. 
I should be thanking Disney for giving me this chance to save money, you know, because okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to Magic Kingdom or whatever. Yeah, because I saw Magic Kingdom being the same price, and I was like, okay, so if I'm going to Magic Kingdom, might as well just buy them all just in case. But if you don't and, have and park absolutely, hoppers. Absolutely, absolutely, you should. Even, you know what? Stick it to Disney. Even if you don't have park hoppers, go ahead and, and buy them all. Yeah, or go, you know, if you're going to go to Magic Kingdom, just buy the Park Hopper one. Okay, I was going to say, even if I'm not, if I'm going to to Hollywood Studios, stick it to them and pay oh, them no, more no, no. for if no reason. No, if you're going to the, if you're going to Magic Kingdom, aka yeah. the the full price park, go ahead and buy the Park Hopper to stick it to them. Yeah, mess with their metrics. That's right. Throw it, throw it all off. Even though, let's be honest, that likely means the metrics are based off of Magic Kingdom. Oh, for sure. Because Magic Kingdom is what this kind of says to me. And again, like we don't know for sure, but it says to me that Magic Kingdom is the pinch point for Genie Plus right now. So when we run out of Genie Plus, it's because we have fulfilled all of our Magic Kingdom a lot. Which is funny because we talked about earlier Animal Kingdom being the pinch point. Yeah. Though I guess the other side of that is. Well, no, because every time somebody buys a multiple park, like if the multiple parks. Okay, so here's the thing, though. If the multiple parks still sell out, that's when we're going to know. We're going to know the pinch point when multiple parks are sold out and Animal Kingdom is sold out and all the other ones are still available. That's when we're going to know the pinch. point. Oh, yeah, because they could be sell. They could be sold out of multiple parks, but still selling Hollywood Studios. Exactly. Still selling. Still selling single park. Because once one park sells out. Multiple has to go away. You can't sell right. a multiple park one where... It, I guess they could say, like, three park. <laughs> you, this is a three park Genie Plus. Animal Kingdom is not included. But, oh, yeah, that'll and, be interesting. And by the way, unless Disney somehow didn't hadn't really nailed down what their pricing was going to be for June 27th for Genie Plus... As of June 23rd, when they when they gave out these, uh, what example prices, mm-hmm. which they totally have, because that's four days before. Yeah. Okay, Disney knows what they're going to be charging four days in the future for Genie Plus. Don't try to tell me that they aren't. They're also going to be increasing the price of Genie Plus because Genie Plus today was twenty three dollars. Genie Plus on the 20th, which was a week from this, was $24. Genie Plus on the 18th was $20. Like, it feels to me like this is, they might be tacking on an extra dollar or two as a part of this. Now, we'll, we'll truly only know that in, uh, what, a week? When July 4th pricing comes out. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because that's, that's when we're going to see the, so if it, if, if that if July Fourth is a new, uh, what a new max, then we'll know that Genie Plus has entered into a new pricing. But I kind of I kind of feel like they would do that and then say, well, but we're still giving you discounts seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, if you're visiting each park once. Yeah, I I think this is this makes sense, especially for people that don't buy park hopper tickets. This definitely you know, makes sense and feels like a win. Even if it's not actually a win, it feels like one. And that's important. I mean, it, 
does feel like a win for people like me and you who aren't buying park hoppers, right? Because we're going to pay that $27 that one day, but then we're going to be paying less money all the other day. Yeah. And especially when you consider your children, you know, buying, you have to buy four of them. Oh gosh. Don't remind me. A $10 per person savings is $40. And that feels like a real win. Oh gosh. I just, I just, I'm so not looking forward to our, I'm not (laughs) looking forward to our vacation in October just because I'm going to have to buy four tickets. Oh, it hurts me. It hurts me so bad, Jeremy. (laughs) But I think the only other aspect of this is will the pricing structure remain in lockstep as to the discount? Because if it doesn't, that is going to introduce a new level of anxiety for me that I don't want. I don't think it will. Which is what is the best day to visit each park to maximize my oh, Genie dude. Plus savings. This is how they're they're able to get rid of theme park reservations. Is they're gonna condition us to know which park is cheaper on which day. And then they're gonna control which park you go to, not by making you make a reservation, but by you knowing Because because Genie Plus is the new park reservation. Yeah, Tuesday's cheaper. Right. That's why they're getting rid of park reservations because <laughs> You know, they needed it for Genie Plus, and now they've got this to work with Genie Plus. I did not in anywhere in that announcement read that those, you know, 11%, you know, 20%, whatever, that that discount meant this park will always be 20% cheaper. Oh, no, no. And I don't don't think it does. That's going to be totally dependent on, you know, the date. Like during food and wine, Epcot's going to hardly be cheaper than multiple park, I bet, you know. And and during uh, arts and crafts or whatever, um, plants and plants and uh, you know uh, topiaries, whatever. I can't. Why can't I remember any of the Epcot things? <laughs> Flower and garden, not plants and topiaries. That's dumb. I'm just gonna sit back because I was waiting to hear how many different yeah, ways. I just this this is the the equivalent of you know on the office where Andy's like, break me off a piece of that. Yeah, fancy feast. That's yes, it. fancy feast. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I was just trying to think of green words. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I you know during those times, Epcot's going to obviously be more expensive, and during Jollywood nights, Hollywood Studios is going to be much more expensive. So, well, no, it's not because Jollywood nights is separate ticketed, so that that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, d- during those different non hard ticketed events, those parks May fourth, Hollywood Studios will be the most more expensive than one. multiple parks. Right. Hollywood Studios will be $75 and the multiple park one will be 30. Just cuz it yeah. Please don't come I, to Hollywood Studios. <laughs> don't don't just don't go to Hollywood Studios on May 4th. You don't it's not you don't worth need it. to. You don't need to. Trust us, you don't need to. But no, I'm I will be interested to see how this plays out. I'm glad that it's going to have a few months to shake out yeah. and for me to get some like hard data before I have to go. But I mean, dude, yeah, websites I, like Thrill Data have to be loving this. They're going to be so much more useful in the wake of all this like weird um, variable pricing stuff. Like Thrill Data and those kind of websites. So are, Thrill Data, I don't think is going to love it because it's more data to keep track of. Well, but that's all automated. I mean, that, that's just going to drive more 
more traffic to their site, right? It will, but the sites that are going to love this are the sites like Touring Plan. Mm. Because what this is doing is adding another layer of complexity onto your Walt Disney World trip. And if you've got another layer of complexity, you need somebody to help you even more deal with that complexity. And our friends at Standby Skipper, the terrible app company, also probably <laughs> love it. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be loving this. Uh, what Disney Disney travel agents have got to be loved. Now that this also means you've got to stay more on time. But if you're a good Disney travel agent, this is gonna be helpful. Yeah, because more people are gonna are going to start to look at a Disney vacation and be like. I don't want to deal with right. that. They're going to have to use a travel agent. Right. And why doesn't that travel agent be you? So become a Disney travel agent today at we're still not sponsored.com. That's right. That's we're still not sponsored.com. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missing the We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a good day. Bye.